Welcome in to episode 10 of the Pop-Off Podcast. We have made it to playoff baseball. Thank you all for tuning in and for your continuous support. Uh, Michael and I appreciate it very much. I am your host, Tyler Hamamoto, and with my co-host, Michael Abbott. Michael, how are you feeling about MLB heading into the playoffs? Um, first off, before I get into the Padres, um, I'm just honestly somewhat surprised and happy that MLB was able to make it to the playoffs this year. There were some pretty scary moments there at the beginning where like, there were a couple teams that had uh, like a breakout, and I didn't know if they were going to continue the season, but props to the teams for getting that under control and the players for taking responsibility and getting through those phases of like danger for the season. But I'm really happy for playoff baseball. It's a new feeling for me because the Padres have made the playoffs for the first time in like 14 years. So I'm very happy about that. The last time they made it, I was eight. So I'm, I'm excited to have like new memories of the playoffs. I think the last time the Dodgers missed the playoffs was when I was eight. <laughs> but I'm excited. Welcome to October baseball. You know, it's going to be exciting. I think we have some surprise teams that we'll talk about that actually held on to a spot and made it. And it's going to be wild. Like this postseason's like, it's up for grabs for anybody. I think, you know, shortened season and everyone's rested except Padres have a lot of pitching injuries that oh. we'll get to later, but stop. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's break down these, um, these matchups here for the first round, the wild card series. Um, you want to start in the AL? Yeah, I'll start with the AL and then move towards the National League. Okay, so um, let's start with the Astros and the the Twins. Um, Why are you starting Ast- there? That's the three v six. Don't we want to do like just go down the bracket, like one v eight, four v five? Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, one, one v eight. Top of the bracket, we got the Tampa Bay Rays with the one seed against the Toronto Blue Jays with the eight seed. Who do you like here? Oh, I'm a big uh, Buffalo Blue Jays fan. Uh, they're that one season wonder, you know. Um, but I mean, the Rays finished with the best record in the American League. I mean, they clinched their first AL East title since 2010. I mean, I can't see them not winning this series personally because I think the Blue Jays are still a couple of years away, a couple pitching prospects or another bat away from like really making some noise in the postseason. But I feel like it'll be nice to have some of them get some postseason experience. But I think Blake Snell takes the ball in game one for Tampa Bay and gets, sets the tone, and they, I think they win in two games. In the in the best of three wild card series for sure. That that's fair. Um, I also like the Rays. Yeah, they're the best team in the AL this year. The they just look so strong all around the board, pitching and hitting. And yeah, the you know it's surprising that the Blue Jays made it. They got off to a, kind of a slow start, and they are very young with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Biggio, Grichik. Oscar Hernandez they have some you know names and yeah. good bats but I just feel like with the Braves they have so much their pitching is just so deep like yeah they have arguably the, the best pitching staff in the postseason 
Oh, yeah. They're going to throw Blake Snell game one, Glass now game two, and Charlie Morton game three. Like, that's tough, you know. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think – I don't know. I think the Rays might drop one to the Blue Jays. Like, the Blue Jays might pop pop off, <laughs> pun intended, and held it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Rays win in three. I think the <clears throat> Blue Jays take one game. Yeah, I'm hesitant to say sweep because I think the majority of these wild card game, uh, wild card rounds are going to go to three games. Like, there, there's just not really. I don't really see any others that might. There might be a sweep, but if any, I think it would be this one. So, I'm going to take the Rays for sure. And then, um, what about the four v five matchup? Cleveland and the Yankees. I think that's the marquee. Eh, yeah, on the on the AL side, I think that's the marquee matchup in this wild card round. I mean, you've got the Yankees and all their history and blah, 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 and Garrett Cole on the mound versus Shane Bieber in game one on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. I'll definitely be tuning into that. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm ready for that matchup of uh, aces, but... As usual, I I compare it to March Madness because, you know, that 8v9 seed in the first round of all the March Madness tournaments, you're kind of just guessing about, like, who's actually going to make it out of that round. It's kind of the same here um, in the 4v5 on the AL side. I mean, the, the Yankees are the away team, which I think does give Cleveland an advantage, although Cleveland's been pretty, like, hot and cold this season. Like, they were real cold at the beginning of the month, and now they've kind of, like, regained their form now. But the Yankees have DJ LeMay, who, who is the um, MLB batting champion for the AL at, I think, 361 this year. I think. I'll get back to you on 364. that. 364. 364. Thank you. And mm-hmm. then Luke Voigt uh, is the home run champ for this year. I don't know how many he hit. I'm just reading the article. 22. That says that. 22. That's yeah. more than – that's one every three games practically. Yeah. I blame the short porch in left and right field for that. Thanks, Yankee Stadium. But they're not at Yankee Stadium. And also, uh, okay, we haven't talked about this yet. I mean, I know it's early. But um, it's going to be real interesting for the teams that aren't playing teams within their division in the wild card round. Because, you know, like the Indians and Yankees in a normal year, they would have faced each other a couple times, like eight or 12 times or something. But this year, they're not. They haven't faced each other at all. So I'm really excited for those kind of matchups because it's brand new on both sides. You're just relying on, like, video you've watched of each team. So that's interesting. But long story short, I think the Yankees take it. I don't like it, but I think the Yankees take it in three. I think it's the most competitive on the AL side for sure. Yeah, I think just looking at the AL board, this is, like, the most exciting series that everyone – like, every baseball fan want to tune into – um Yankees they're just the historic team that everyone loves and the the Indians they've you know they have Shane Bieber kind of their showcase star he he got the triple crown or something they said this year he led the league in ERA strikeouts and uh, like innings wins. pitched I, wins that that was the last one yeah wins so he's going to win a Cy Young possibly a MVP and I mean, he's 1.63 against, ERA better win. Yeah. I mean, Bauer, 1.73, you know, maybe Bauer's going to win the NL one, but yeah. 
those two guys, geez, that's that's incredible to pitch under a two ERA. But shortened season, so those kind of stats are going to pop up. But impressive nonetheless. But, yeah, game one, Bieber versus Cole. Wow, that's a, that's a mashup right there. Yeah. Michael's going to be foaming at the mouth, popcorn in his hand, reclining in his chair. <laughs> and then game two, Carrasco versus Tanaka, playoff Tanaka. Masahiro yeah. Tanaka, Tanaka always shows time. up for the playoffs. Yeah, Tanaka time. And then Zach Plesak, your boy Zach Plesak, oh. game three. But I think the Yankees might throw like a bullpen game or something. I just they don't really oh, have yeah. like that third third guy. Let's see. Um, there's that 21 year old. I can't remember his name. Um, shoot. Like Jordan Montgomery or something. Yeah, but there's also um, J A Happ. I guess is another oh, one. Oh, J A Happ. That they might yeah. throw out there. Let's see. Yeah, I think that's who they throw game three. But, yeah, Michael, like as Michael was saying, Luke Voigt, he's got power. Like this whole Yankees lineup has power. Stanton, Judge, they're all healthy now. Voigt, um, DJ LeMahieu led the league in average. They're just so amazing offensively. They have so much pop, one through nine. Like Kyle Higashioka, we talked about it. He had a three-run, three-home run game, triple dong night. Gary Sanchez, Scary Gary. Gary and then Gary. Cleveland, like, I don't know. Since they traded Clevinger, like, Austin I been... Hedges. Woo! <laughs> since they traded Clevinger, like, I think their pitching rotation just got so much weaker. Like, he was their number two guy, you know, yeah. behind Bieber. I mean, but he's a top ten guy and top ten pitcher in baseball. Or top ten starter in baseball when healthy. So Arguably, yes. Debatable, right? Yeah, but top 15 for sure. This is tough because Brad Hand also led the league in saves this year. You're another another Padre. That, Former Padre. Yeah, went to Cleveland. We're just their farm system at this point. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like it definitely goes three. I just don't think Cleveland has the pitching to beat the Yankees, you know, because yeah. – I mean, Judge I think, and Stanton are back, so that really helps. Yeah. yeah I mean, while they might not have performed that well this year, it still adds a ton to that lineup. Yeah. Um, if I had to make a prediction, I think Cleveland wins game one. Garrett Cole, like he's, you know, he's a you know, superstar pitcher, but I think Bieber shuts down the Yankees. Cole gives up a couple dingers to like, I don't know, like Lindor, Jose Ramirez, maybe – uh, the Fran Daddy, Fran, Fran Ooh, Mill Reyes. Fran Mill. <laughs> and then I think the Yankees take the next two. So Yankees in three, but I think yeah. don't sleep on the Cleveland because they can they can steal this one. Yeah. It's and that, that one's hard. That, that's that's the hardest matchup. But yeah, I'm gonna oh, go yeah. with the Yankees in three as well. And now uh it's time for your favorite one. Here we go. With your Minnesota Twins. <laughs> And then the Houston Astros, 3v6. Um, that series is in Minnesota. Also, let's talk about the AL Central for a bit here. I mean, came down to like the last two days of the season. The teams were flop, flip-flopping back and forth for like the past week. But the Twins win the division for the second year in a row, allowing them to host that, um, this matchup at home, which is pretty key for them. Um, but game one starters, 
Houston's going to throw Zach Greinke. He's 3-3 this year, 4.03 ERA. And uh, Minnesota's going to throw Kenta Maeda, 6-1, 2.7 ERA this year. Um, I'm going to go with the Twins um, because we don't like the Astros on this podcast. So <laughs> we're, we're fine Obviously. watching them uh, crash out in the postseason. So. And it's also interesting. Um, they didn't even finish at 500. Houston finished 29 and 31. So uh, that's rough if you're an Angels, Rangers, or Mariners fan because, like, in a 60-game sprint, your team, if your team had got hot at the right time or maybe not as go- or maybe not have gotten off to the slow start the Angels did, one of those teams could have been in the postseason instead of the Astros. But they didn't. Um, but also the Astros – also went eight and sixteen in their last what is that uh, twenty four games? So they're they're really mm-hmm. slumping. This might be a sweep um, because even before the series has started, they lost Garrett Cole last year at the end of the season to the Yankees. Then they've lost Justin Verlander to the year, and then so they they're pretty much relying on Granke right now um, from a rotation standpoint. So I'm going to take the Twins and that offense and Nelson Cruz. With his, have you seen the robe they gave him? The yeah, Nelson I saw Cruz that. robe. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I get one? <laughs> like, I think that thing looks nice. Like, I'm gonna take them. In. It's not warm. Gonna, it's not gonna be a sweep. I'm t- I'm gonna say three games. Okay, but you're saying Twins and three? Yes, Twins and. Three. Okay. I think it's gonna be a sweep. I think they get two zero. This Astros team has just been so bad. I think, like offensively, yeah, they just. Like Altuve's like not the same. Your guy, Buzzer Boy, right? As you like to call him, Buzzer Boy. And then I don't know. Springer just only hits dingers and Springer dinger, Springer dinger, and like Bregman's kind of had a off year. And they're pitching like when you look at this matchup, like the Twins have a top five in all MLB and ERA. So a lot of it's from Maeda, I think, and their bullpen's pretty sound too. So. Not a good look because pitching does win some championships. So they did lose the Astros did lose Garrett Cole and now they're down, down Verlander with injury. So everything's pointing to the Twins to take this series 2-0 for me. The Twins just have so much power that you've slept on this whole year. They're they're just a great team, man. And I just I don't know. Like they always hit home runs in the play uh, the playoffs. Like last year against the Yankees, they're just hitting dingers. So. Twins, yeah. sweep. I think that's like the – I like the most confidence in that pick. <laughs> and no bias at all in that pick either. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, also, we haven't mentioned him yet, but uh, Byron Buxton's uh, return has really helped the Twins down the stretch here. So, Yeah, he's shown good. some pop. He's hitting yeah. some home runs in the leadoff yeah. spot. and He hit that inside-the-park home run. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did. Yeah. That's the most entertaining play in baseball. In my opinion. Oh yeah. Inside the park homer. I think Bryce um, Harper had one the other day. Yeah, but they didn't even make the playoffs. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's tough for them. But we'll get to them in the National League in a bit. Uh, but now this last uh I keep calling it the division round. I'm so used to saying division round. But the last wild card matchup is the Oakland Athletics hosting the Chicago White Sox. Probably this is gonna be the most fun series on the uh AL side to watch if you like prospects and young players because the White Sox have a bunch of them. Um, 
they kind of faltered. I wouldn't say faltered down the stretch because they weren't really supposed to be there anyways, but they did have like a three or four game, uh, three or so game lead in the central at one point over the past week or so, but they've fallen all the way to the seventh seed via the last two days, uh, the twins um, in uh, Cleveland and the White Sox were all within a game or so of each other, like yo-yoing back and forth. So they fall to the seventh seed. But if I'm a White Sox fan, I'm happy we're even in the playoffs this year. Like they were not expected to even really contend this year after losing, I think, all around 100 games last year. But they're going to throw Lucas Giolito out there. Uh, he threw a no-hitter this year. So that's pretty dope, something I have never experienced as a Padres fan. So go White Sox. Um, they were close a couple Luis, times. Yeah. And they also have Luis Robert, um, the center fielder. So I really like the White Sox, but the A's have just been so consistent this year that I'm going to go with the uh, A's because they're, they've just they've just been really consistent and they've met, they still have Matt Chapman, even – I mean, sorry, they Matt Olson. Matt Olson, yeah. excuse me. But they lost Matt Chapman, which is a real bummer. But they still have Ramon Laureano, man in center field for them. So that's good. But I, I'm actually flipping back and forth because I'm a big fan of what the White Sox have done. I just don't know if they can pull it off, you know. Yeah, I think it's a tough series. I I think I, I just been down on the A's since he lost Chapman. I think he's yeah. one of their best bats, but like Matt Olson's also arguably the better bat. But they're, the A's just have really good pitching. They they're top five in ERA this year. Um, but the White Sox are just all offense. I mean, they do have some good pitching with Giolito and then Dallas Keuchel, who also ha- um, I think it was like right under a two ERA this year. He's a good like ground ball pitcher. He was with the Astros when they made their world series run, unfortunately, but yeah, the White Sox number, they were the third team at the most home runs in the MLB this year. Top five in batting average. You got Tim Anderson. Who's just been having a great year that your guy, Luis Robert, Edwin Encarnacion, E5, like Moncada, Grandal, like they're, like the second most exciting offensive offensive team in baseball behind like the Padres, right? Yeah, for sure. So a lot of teams like uh, – a lot of people like these White Sox because they're just – you know, they're all offense. And I kind of like that too. I Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think Oakland – God, they need Chapman to make a yeah. run. And I think the White Sox win in three, but it's a toss-up. I think it's going to be – a close series, but I got the White Sox in three. Yeah. It's these wild card rounds can go either way, just depending like one bat or one pitcher can get hot and then that just shuts down the other team for the night, you know? So Yeah. And in a three game series you only have two more opportunities after that to try and win the game. So it's it's really tough. So uh, to recap, I went in the uh wild card round with the Rays beating the Blue Jays, to, uh, and then I had the Yankees beating the Indians. I had the Twins beating the Astros, and I am going to pick the White Sox, and the White Sox are going to beat the A's. So I had uh, Rays, 
White Sox, Twins, and Yankees moving on to the divisional round. Yeah, I also had the same teams, but I don't know. I think the ones that can flip are the uh, the White Sox and the A's and the Indians and the Yankees. Those are yeah. the kind of like, you know, coin flip kind of matchups. But mm-hmm. I think we're in consensus, so let's yeah. move on to the NL if you have nothing else to add for the AL. Yeah, I mean, I just found the AL was this season was just a little more obvious as to who was going to make the playoffs at the outset, except for maybe the Blue Jays. I think they were a little bit of a surprise, but those other and the White Sox, but those other six teams were pretty much a lock for the postseason as soon as it was announced that it was going to be an eighteen field in each mm-hmm. uh, league. So no real surprises, but I like. If I were to choose a team I'd like most root for out of the AL to make the World Series, it would be like the White Sox. I just think they have the most fun out of any of these eight teams. Like I really enjoy eight to six or nine to five score lines as opposed to like three to one. I really enjoy watching good offense go up against really good pitching. And I feel like the White Sox are a team that could surprise and like make a deep run if I had to pick a team that I really want to. But on a more realistic note, I imagine the Rays – I think the Rays will actually make the World Series out of the AL. Interesting. Oh, I think – I don't know. Jeez. God. I think whoever wins that Cleveland-Yankees uh, series is going to – go all the way to the World Series. Even if it's Cleveland? You think Cleveland's yeah. going to be able to upset like the Rays or something if they both make it to the championship series? Yeah, or I no, they would play each other in the divisional division, round. So you think... Yeah, I think I think they would beat the Rays. Wow. I just I just haven't been too high on the Rays, but I don't know. It's the AL's tough, like it's not like super top heavy. Like these, like, you know, lower seated teams could, you know, make some noise, but yeah, I'm going to go whoever wins that Yankees Cleveland series, but I guess the Yankees, since I had them to win. So you got the Rays and I got the Yankees. Yeah. If I had to choose a team to come out. Okay. No, but on the, let's move on to the NL side. Uh, so the eight teams that made it, the one seed is the Dodgers. They'll play the Brewers, who somehow snuck in. Like, of the teams yeah. that I thought were going to make it coming into today, I did not think the Brewers would make it over, like, the Phillies or the Giants. So mm-hmm. that's tough. And then the Braves will host the Reds. Oh, that's a matchup. And then the Cubs will host the Marlins. And the Padres will host the Cardinals out of um, – and those are the four matchups that we're going to dive into. But first, let's dive into the one that I think is going to be a sweep. Uh, Dodgers are going to handle business against the Brewers pretty easily, in my opinion. I mean, I feel like if the Giants had taken three out of four from the Padres and had snuck into the playoffs, I feel like that's a much harder matchup than Milwaukee for the Dodgers just because they played each other so much. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And the Giants always get up for those games against the Dodgers, especially in the postseason. Yeah, I think whenever the Giants do play the Dodgers, you know, they that's like their World Series matchup. Like, they get up for that. And they always take, like, 
you know, one or two games of the series in the regular season. So I was kind of nervous when it came down to it. You know, the Padres having all these injuries and like, you know, I was like, oh God, they're going to just rest all their players. But somehow the Giants didn't win and get in. So the Brewers are in, which is a cupcake matchup. Like the Brewers are just so bad this year. Like their team is betting 223 batting average and – they're pitching like I think all they have is like Brandon Woodruff, who's like you know solid, but yeah. this isn't good for them. The Dodgers are just this is arguably their year. They led the league in ERA with their pitching. Their pitching staff's been lights out. Their bullpen lead the league in home runs. We love Dingers, second in RBIs. Like you can just go on and on about offense and defense with their stats, and they got Bueller game one, Kershaw game two, like. <laughs> it's our top two arms, and I think it might be over after yeah. it's two games. So, yeah, Dodgers. Wait, you say Kershaw? Game two. Yeah, I know. You do know he's in the playoffs now, right? Interesting. You, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, it's, I not, it's for- not the real playoffs because it's not like the the uh, championship series or the World Series. But, you know, like there's a little asterisk now because we're in the playoffs with Kershaw. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, to be fair, like, I'd say, what, 60% of the time, Kershaw's been, like, the normal Kershaw, and it's just been in, like, the real crunch moments where he's really struggled in some games, right? Mm-hmm. So, if it's a wild card round, I think he'll be okay. His, I'm just looking at him right now, and, like, his last two starts haven't been, like, you know, what it was in the, before that, like, when he was starting the season, like, he gave up, was it? two home runs to the Angels the last start. So give eight hits too. So I don't know. He's he's rounding in the playoff Kershaw form, if I had to say. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think they'll sweep two zero. Yeah. I mean Christian Yelich, obviously former MVP. He can get hot, but like the rest of the lineup is That's just one not dude. Great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Baseball is this like one sport, in my opinion, where you can't rely on one dude when it comes to the major leagues. Like, there's no LeBron James that's just going to waltz into Milwaukee and drag them through the playoffs like LeBron did with mm-hmm. Cleveland. So yeah, no. But shout out to him and the Lakers for making it to the NBA Finals for the first time in what, like, ten years now? Ten years, something, or like something. That? Yeah, something so, like over ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to him. But what about this? Um, so the Dodgers will make it out of the 1-8 matchup, and they play, unfortunately for me, the winner of the 4-5 matchup, which is the Padres and the Cardinals. Um, little history on this matchup in the playoffs. The Cardinals, uh, when I was like five or six, I went to a playoff game at um, Qualcomm Stadium where they used to play their – where the Padres used to play their um, home games before Petco was built. And the uh, Cardinals won, and they've won the previous three times the Padres have been in the playoffs. The Cardinals have eliminated them in the first round each time. So we're hoping 2020 is the year we get rid of those demons and the Padres make it out of the first round. That was looking very, very good, in my opinion, up until about four days ago when Mike Clevinger left after one inning of work Something in his elbow felt funny, so they've been doing an MRI scan. They gave him, like, a cortisone shot to try and 
deal with the pain and they're waiting for the swelling to go down before it throws a bullpen tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, his bullpen is happening today on Monday on, yeah, on Monday, we're recording this on Sunday night. Um, and then to Nelson Lamette and his penultimate start of the season comes out in the middle of an inning because his arm is hurting. So our, the Padres top two starters are very questionable for the wild card round. Clevinger could return in the um, divisional round if they make it, and potentially Lamette has the ability to come back in the wild card series. But that's not what you want when you made the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. So I'm very nervous about the pitching because the bullpen has been kind of like hit or miss so far. But the offense led by potential MVP Manny Machado, um, not Fernando Tatis because he has been slumping recently. Manny's hit like 17 home runs or 16 home runs, and then he's hitting well over 300. So I, I think he's a potential MVP. He's a candidate, but I don't think he'll win. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm nervous about the Padres coming into this series. I'm going to be – that game is Wednesday at 2 p.m. on ESPN2, and I will be throwing my phone in a safe, and I will just be stress eating this entire time. I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Um, but from an objective standpoint, the Padres have a stronger roster than the Cardinals. I mean, they're, St. Louis is probably going to throw, what, Jack Flaherty in game one, I would think, who has had a very up-and-down 2020. He had a great 2019, he had a, but he's had a very up-and-down 2020. I think that Padres lineup can get to him and get to him early with Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, and Grisham leading the like lineup there. So, yeah, I think they take game one, and then I think, but I think it goes three games, but I think the Padres take it. All right, my rant's over. Now, 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 objectively talk about this series because I cannot. <laughs> you know, coming into the postseason, I was hoping that, you know, the Potters would get healthy. And I don't know. It's like up in the air. I hope that, you know, Clevinger and Lament and I think Paddock had like an ankle injury or something. Like I hope those three guys kind of get it all. Paddock's 100% yeah. good. So, okay, that's be, good. But he's had a like rough 2020. <laughs> yeah, like he's been giving up a lot of home runs from just watching those games. But I like this matchup for the Padres, even if they can't get you know Clevinger and Lamette fully healthy. The Cardinals have offensively have not been like amazing. They had the least amount of home runs in all of baseball this year, so that's a good stat for you. Um, their average, their batting average was like what, bottom half of the league, twenty second overall out of thirty teams. So, I think the only like bat that you need to worry about as a Padre fan is like Paul Goldschmidt. He's had a great year. I think he's batted over three hundred, and he's making the trade for the Cardinals like worth it now. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's a good bat that they have, and yeah, Flaherty has not been what he was last year, and. I think their best um, rotation arm is Adam Wainwright. Old man Wainwright is dealing now, so I don't know. I think, like, it's just weird that the the Cardinals are, what, the five seed? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're, like, a true five seed. I think I would – it would be more realistic if they're, like, seven or eight. But, yeah, Yeah. I think the Padres match up well with this team, even if they don't get their, you know – top two arms. So I'm going to say Padres sweep in two. 
I'll, I'll so take little, that. <laughs> I know you're nervous, but I'm not too nervous for you. Yeah. I, I think this sweep. I would just be so much more confident if they had Clevinger game one and Lamech game two. Yeah. That'd like be that, that'd be out. lights out. Like objectively, yeah. that'd be that'd be pretty lights out against the Cardinals. So you'll don't be know. okay. Don't I hope? Don't, I hope, dude. I hope. Don't beat yourself up. Okay, let's move on before I start ranting again. Um, okay, the three-six matchup. The Cubs are the three seed. They're hosting the Marlins. Uh, you hate the Cubs, so oh, I'm boy. thinking you're gonna go with the Marlins. <laughs> but I don't know, like. This is this is like the gross matchup for you. I feel like I feel yeah. like if either of these had been in a different matchup, you would have been easily been able to be like, "Oh, I'll pick the other team," but they're in the same one. So I'm going to let the Cubs because they won the Central. It looked solid all year, as opposed to what people on this podcast say. Um, just me, just you. I know yeah. um, they haven't named a game one starter yet, the Cubs, but I'd imagine it would be you, Darvish, mm-hmm. like. I think they'd go you Darvish and then Kyle Hendricks in game one and two. And I think I think the Marlins run out of juice because it's amazing they even made the playoffs, you know? Because they had all those COVID issues at the beginning of the season. They had to bring up like half of their alternate site to like uh, be like stop gaps until guys got healthy after that and then run into form. But yeah, I'm just taking I'm taking the Cubs in a sweep, honestly. You know how much I hate the Cubs and <laughs> I'm just I'm like happy and like upset that Darvish is having like one of the best years in his career, if not the best. Good for him. I think yeah, he pitches game one. No way, you know, Hendricks would pitch game one. I think they're gonna throw out their best arm game one and then Hendricks will follow game two. And then maybe old man John Lester game three or like oh. Jose Quintana game three. Maybe they split it. But, jeez. Yeah, the Marlins, like, good for them. They made the playoffs, and they didn't, you know, get the eight seed or the seven seed. They got the six seed. So, I don't know how because, dude, like, I don't know. This because they were just... second in their division. That's why they're not a seven or eight seed. True. But, like, I don't know. There's their team, like, their roster just – is not the sexiest. <laughs> no, it, it, there's like no names you recognize. Like honestly. Corey Dickerson, Jesus Aguilar, Starling Marte, who they got from the Diamondbacks. So that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And then your your guy John Berti, who stole home, right? <laughs> that was like the highlight of his career. <laughs> there's no way this team beats the Cubs. No, you know I know that pains say, you to say that. Yeah, God, because I was hoping the Cubs would get out, but. They're definitely going to get out in the next round. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that right after. I'm ready for um, that matchup. <laughs> that's that's going to be really good. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm going to say Cubs sweep. I don't think oh. the Marlins can take a game from them. That pains your heart, though. But I'm glad you're, you're sensible and go with that one. But I'm now for the brain, juicy matchup. my heart. Yeah, exactly. With the brain, the yeah. heart. That's, that's a good way to put that. But it's time mm-hmm. for the juicy matchup, Tyler. I don't know the Reds are a seven seed on paper, but how they played this year, that's fair. Um, but they're, they've got hot. I mean, but I love the Braves. Okay, so it's the Reds at the Braves in a three-game series. And this, in my unbiased opinion, 
is going to be the most entertaining on either the AL or the NL side. I know Yankees and Cleveland are having um, Cole versus Bieber in that first game, but Cincinnati at Atlanta is having Trevor Bauer, who's 5-4 and four in the year and a 1.73 ERA up against Atlanta's Max Fried, who went 7-0 and in the regular season with a 2.25 ERA. I mean, the Reds' pitching staff is phenomenal. Atlanta's got Freed, but they also have arguably the NL MVP this year in um, Freddie Freeman. I mean, I, I don't know how to do this, but, like, the, Bra- the Braves have, have Freeman, Marcelo, Marcel Ozuna, and Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, all three of those guys are hot and could, like, continue to stay hot, and how are you going to stop that lineup? Like, I'm so torn on this matchup because I love Luis Castillo. I love Trevor Bauer. But that offense, and with a guy like Max Fried going game one, by the way, that's Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN. Uh, Get up for that game because that is just going to be an incredible game. Um, It's literally a coin toss for me on this because – my goodness. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to go with Atlanta in three, but it's going to be the most entertaining series for sure. Yeah, I agree. This is a tough series to pick a winner because it can go either way. Like the Reds have the pitching. The they also have Joey Votto. I didn't even mention him. Like, Well, ugh. he's kind of up there in age. and Yeah, but like he's the feel-good story, and he's still hitting like right around 300, I think. Yeah. I'll up while you continue. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to you interrupting me every time. I, I've speak, been better so. about it today. A ah, little bit. But yeah, the Braves, one through nine, they're just another team that is just so sound offensively. You got Acuna back. Uh, um, Ozzy Albies came back from injury. Freddie Freeman, Marcelo Zuna, Adam Duvall, both of those guys have been hitting dingers. Braves are second in the league. In home runs right behind the Dodgers, and they're second in the league in batting average. But their pitching is, I think, where you know they're most vulnerable. Like Max Fried is their best guy, but then like after that, like that's it. You know, like yeah. they have um they were throwing like big a, game Bob out there at points this Oh, season, Robbie so. Erlin's gonna get a get a get the nod. Oh no. <laughs> that's not gonna be good. He's just going to be throwing cookies down the pipe. Oh, but their but, offense, dude. Yeah, like their offense could just carry them. Like they've, you know, looking at scoreboards every night, like the uh, the the Braves have just had double-digit like runs like on multiple occasions this year. So, you know, any game they can get hot and just hit like five home runs. Adam Duvall can go triple-dong. Freddie Freeman can go double-dong. Acuna, double-dong. Like these guys can all hit a home run. So – then the Reds, like, they're, you know, okay offensively. Like, they got the Moose, Mike Moustakis, Joey Votto, the Japanese prospect, Shogo Akiyama. Um, he's Isn't like, he, like, older, uh, though? He's not really a prospect. He, yeah, I guess so. Like, he's – I don't know what you call him, like, a overseas, like, prospect. <laughs> I mean, he's 32. Yeah, so – I don't know. I mean, but it is his first year in the majors. So, yeah. So I, call, I call him a rookie. Okay, rookie. And then 
I feel like I'm forgetting some bats. Oh, Jesse Winker. He's had a great batting average year, but I, I don't know. I feel like there's no way that this Reds team can keep up offensively with the Braves, even if Bauer Castillo and Sonny Gray can keep them in check. So, Did you mention Nick Castellano? Oh, well, forgot about Nick Casti- Castellano. I don't know how to pronounce it. Castellano. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, he's – He's pretty good too, but I don't know. Just compared to the Braves, like roster, like offensively, like there's no way. Yeah. That, like, the only way that the Reds can win this is is if like the Braves bats just get cold for the whole series, which is not likely. So. That's not gonna happen. I'm gonna say Braves in three. Is that what your pick was too? Yeah. Okay. I think that's the most likely outcome because. The Reds could steal one. You don't know when Bauer, Castillo, or Sonny Gray can just shut them down. So yeah. I say Braves in three, but it's going to be exciting. It kind of sucks that the game's kind of early for me, 9, 9 a.m. <laughs> get up for <laughs> it. <laughs> I'll get up. I'll get up. Yeah, that's, that's like, objectively speaking, that's, that's the hardest one for me to pick because the Reds have really come on late here. And the Braves have just been great all year. Well, not great. They've been good slash great all year. So I will not be upset if the Reds make it to the next round. But I won't be upset if the Braves make it either. So, yeah, it's it's tough. And then finally, nope, that's it. We did all four. Um, so I went with the Dodgers and the Padres in the top half of the NL bracket making it in. And then the Cubs and the Braves making it out of the bottom half of the bracket. So that's the one through four seeds. No big surprises there. Um, and if I had to choose a team to root for, it'd be the Padres to make it to the World Series. But realistically, I don't think they will, especially if these injuries are long-term like I fear they are. So unfortunately, slash fortunately, I'll have to pick the Dodgers are the most likely team to make it to the World Series, and then they will match up with the Rays. So I went real generic here. I went with the one seed on the East, I mean on the AL side and the one seed on the NL side and making the World Series. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers break the, break the lame duck. The Dodgers will win a World Series for the first time in L.A. this year, in 2020. Un- unfortunately for my life, I've since 2016, I've said Padres 2020 World Series champs, but it's going to be the Dodgers this year. My mom probably hates me for saying that, but Tyler, you probably love me. I'm, I'm smiling with <laughs> so much joy. My smile is going from ear to ear. And <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and, you know, say that this is our year, but everything points to it, you know, unless something injury wise happens to the team or COVID. I don't know how this whole playoffs is going to work out with like COVID related issues, but yeah. Yeah. Um, to recap my picks, I went Dodgers. I think we had the same ones, Dodgers, Padres, Cubs, and Braves, just the top seeds in every matchup. I think those teams just match up better than the other team. And, um, you know, if the Padres are fully healthy, like they're just not, you know, the best of shape right now. Like I feel like, they could make a run at the Dodgers. They might make it a really good series and take it down to the last game. But, you know, if just, I'm just, you know, thinking if the Padres were fully healthy, I think the Dodgers would still win that, but it'd be close. Yeah. Like we would be texting each other, 
cursing each other out yeah. and just, you know, putting each other on mute and just leaving each other on red. <laughs> like what yeah. I do when, when, when you and the Padres beat the Dodgers. Yeah, oh, whenever I text you, yeah. I get salty and just throw my phone on my bed and just cry. <laughs> but now we're speak, you know, thinking, you know, realistically that the Padres do not get healthy like you think, that their arms are – you know, dinged up for the rest of the year. Yeah, Dodgers. And then I think the Braves, that's kind of scary if the Braves play the Dodgers because, yeah, I don't know. That would be <laughs> – I feel like the Braves have a pretty like – a, like a decent shot of beating the Dodgers in yeah. the NLCS. But, yeah, you know, I so, think this is the Dodgers' year, so I think they go to the World Series against the Yankees. That's a that's a classic matchup right there. By the way, Dodgers Yankees that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. But just to recap, the wild card series this year is three games. The divisional round is the normal five games, and then the championship series and the World Series are best of seven. So that's how it's going to shake out. There's going to be postseason bubbles starting with the divisional rounds, and yeah, this has been our wild card picks. Tyler, you got any last? words before we sign off until next week um just if you have time try to watch like any and all these games because postseason baseball is the best baseball and these teams are just going to give it their all you can have upsets and you know these wild card series these three game series you know there could be some upsets so be on the lookout it's going to be exciting um Go Padres World Series 2020, right? <laughs> I like how you said that as a question. You're like, go Padres? Yes, go Padres and go Dodgers. Um, it's going to be a fun one. These games are going to be amazing. Watch out for that uh, that Yankees-Cleveland game. That first game is – who is it again, Tyler? Garrett Cole versus – Bieber. Bieber in game one. That's, that's much see. Must see television. along with a bunch of other matchups. So thank you all. I want to thank you all for listening. And again, this week, this is our 10th episode. Uh, We want to thank you all for listening and joining us on this journey that we've started. And we appreciate you all for taking the time. I've said this three times now, but time to listen to us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you all next week after the wildcard round where either I will be really happy or really upset. So see you next week.